Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Alright, welcome back once again to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. And Brian, it's the day after Halloween. Why isn't it just Hallow Day? Because the Ean part is evening, and when we usually say Eve, it means, oh, it's the night before, like Christmas Eve, the next day is Christmas Day. Yes. This should just be Hallow Day, right? Yeah. I think the reason why is because our culture, for some reason, so it's okay if you have your Christmas decorations up till New Year's. Yeah. That's fine. It's even fine if you have it out till like January 15th, even. Like, it's looking a little trashy, but it's acceptable. If you have Halloween decorations out November 1st, you're you're a creep. What is this? Yeah. I don't get it. So, I I think that... We as a culture are are stretching Halloween forward a little bit, right? Yes. We're thinking of of all of October as sort of Halloween season. And I'm loving that, but do not drag it into November. Don't even think about it. You well, can have Day of the Dead on November the 1st, fine. But that's Halloween that's great. themed. Yeah. It, it all goes together. Right. I think it should be a prolongment of the Halloween season, essentially. Yeah. Um, Which is... Something I was going to keep secret from you for the next few episodes, but I decided to reveal. Okay. I'm going to try to uh, drag out the Halloween season as long as possible on this podcast. I mean, it's movie gold, so. Show Christmas who's boss. Yeah. So just so you're aware, I don't know what we're going to do with a movie, but there's going to be a Halloween aspect to this. Okay. Just so you're aware. Okay. So I'm going to let you kind of spearhead the discussion this time. Okay. And when I think it's very appropriate to force my will into the movie, I'm going to do it. Okay, perfect. Um, well, I haven't been going to movies lately. I've been too busy. Uh, That's true. So let's just kind of let's go see our good friend, our good friend, Mr. Dango. Mr. Dango. Uh, Fandango Unchained. Let's do it. Okay. We've got Bohemian Rhapsody. I Which, don't know what to go do with that. I have an idea. I don't know how we'd explore it well for our listeners, but I have discussed for a while with my wife the idea of building uh, 70s and 80s musicians uh, cinematic universe. Okay. Okay. So I, th- I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I would put money that there is an after credit scene where, where it comes back to life. No, it's like earlier in the movie. Oh, okay. It's still Freddy before he's sick and dying. And they're working on a song and they've got this good bass beat to it. And they're recording it. And he's just like, you know what? I don't want to sing the rest of this song. This isn't in my range. But none of you can sing. Uh, I am Freddie Mercury. I'm going to stop you right there. I don't think there are notes that are not in Freddie Mercury's range. He He has a wonderful range. Let's put it this way. He's not feeling it, maybe. I'm not feeling it. I only want to give half effort to yeah, this song. Yeah. But n- the rest of you are very untalented compared to me, and you can't <laughs> sing. Yeah. Who could we call on? 
in through the door pops David Bowie. Okay. Okay. And he comes in and goes, hey, I could help out. And that is the setup for the next movie in our cinematic universe, which is the David Bowie movie. Okay. Also called Major Tom. Well, that's perfect. We already set up David Bowie in the in Bohemian Rhapsody, probably. I haven't seen it. He's probably in it, though, right? There's probably a probably. David Bowie play for the uh, Under Pressure. Yeah. He's probably in the movie. Probably is. Probably. I just, <laughs> I just had the thought he's probably played by Nikola Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> that's not David logical Bowie at all from the dead playing nikola tesla no playing no no himself. no nikola tesla from the dead playing david bowie oh that works too halloween <laughs> halloween season. It's the ghost of nikola tesla you caught my studio demand brian i'm proud of you <laughs> I had to have the ghost of specifically nikola tesla. oh wow that was very specific um so right off the bat i don't know if david bowie's in the movie and I don't think this is the movie we really dissect. No. But who would you cast as David Bowie? I mean, Jermaine Clement did a great job. He doesn't look like him very much. He doesn't. But he really sold it. But CGI these days. Yeah. Um, who would I cast? As young Bowie? As young Bowie? Young uh, Ziggy Stardust in his prime? I've heard arguments for Tilda Swinton. Okay. People. No, I don't. That would be an I, interesting one. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, but that's, I feel like that's mostly on hair, right? Like, you can do someone's hair. You don't need to cast yeah. Tilda Swinton just because she has similar hair. And bone structure, I guess. She's I, got I, the cheekbones. I think she looks the part. Yeah. And she's versatile enough. Yeah. She played a man in a movie that came out recently. I think it's Suspiria. Okay. Is the movie. There's a very good song from that movie, just so you know, by Tom York. Is that right? Anyway, it's good. I thought you were going to say Suspiria is a good song. Oh, no. By Rihanna. I was going to correct you and tell you it's Disturbia. <laughs> no, there. Well, the song is actually called Suspirium from the movie Suspirium or Suspiria or whatever. It's pretty good. It's the plural anyway. of Suspirium. Right. Well, we didn't solve our David Bowie problem. I think that'll come to us. I think David Bowie needs to make a cameo. I think it's one of the One Direction boys could yeah. do it. I feel like musically, I don't love that, that connection because I don't think that's a good fit. But, I mean, he they, they've done some acting. Now, Brian, can you name one of the One Direction boys? Well, you've got Niall and Liam. Those are the two, I think. Harry. That's, I know three. I know Harry. Yeah. It's Harry Styles, right? Harry Styles. Liam. Neal. Harry Styles was the one in Dunkirk. Yeah, and Liam Neeson is the one that was in Taken. Yes, that's true. Um, Liam Neeson from One Direction. And Niall's crane is in Frasier. <laughs> exactly. The, same, the very same. Sometimes I, I want to call Niles Crane Giles. I want Giles to be his name, but I don't think Giles even is a name. Giles is a name. Is it's, it a name? It, it's a last name, but I'm sure oh, you okay. can make it a first name. Yeah, like Cammy Giles. No one will understand that reference. Nope, uh, not even me. Okay. Um, Let's we, go back to Fandango. Have we talked about A Star is Born? Yes, we have. We've talked about... Oh, we did talk about that. Do we want to make a sequel to it? Because we haven't made a sequel Two to it. Two stars are formed. Two stars. I, no, actually, the mo the ending of that movie makes sure that there are not two stars. What about what about the fault in A Star Is Born by John Green, and it's just the the fourth remake of The Fault in Our Stars. Have there been a second and a third? No, there there will be though. Okay, um, so we're just skipping ahead. I'm just making a joke Planning about how the, the Star of Born keeps getting remade. Um, um, here's my question. 
Yes. I don't think we could do it because I doubt either of us have seen Fault in Our Stars or Stars Born. I have read the first chapter of the Fault in Our Stars. It's something about cancer. Well, yes. That's all I know. The stars get cancer. Yeah. Um, what else we have? We have... There's a Fandango is showing me a lot of Christmas films that I don't believe are in theaters yet. The Nutcracker. Definitely uh, not in theaters. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, which I actually think is next week. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch is a, is a fun option. Benedict Cumberbatch. What's a Dr. Seuss book that we could bring alive? Uh... I I don't know if we've talked about how much I love Horton Hears a Who. It's a great movie. I just enjoy it a lot. Well, that's good. But um, that's already done. Yeah, we won't do that one. We it's I mean, we can't we can't do movies that have already been done. That's impossible. <laughs> we have to do sequels to them, Brian. We could do a sequel to Horton Hears a Who. There's Horton Hatches the Egg. Um, I'm going to do a confession. I don't have any idea what Horton Hears a Who is about. Uh, it's all about an elephant who is voiced by Jim Carrey, and he finds a clover, which it's not a clover like we'd think of in the real world. It's just like a daffodil, probably. Or yeah. It looks like that. And he, uh, or a dandelion. And for some reason, he decides the dandelion would be safe on top of a mountain because all the animals around him want to destroy the flower. Do you know why they want to destroy the flower? Because there's a who on it. Because Horton hears a who. And they don't believe him. And they want him to stop talking about how much he hears that who. So they want to destroy the flower so he'll shut up. So he really causes the, the entire problem in the whole, in the first place. But the mayor of the small town of the who's, the whoville place on the flower, is Steve Carell. And they're very good together. And it's a good movie. I loved it in high school. Anyway. I, that was a very that, that sincere was, that was, synopsis. That was me stalling while I could try and think of another Dr. Seuss book. Oh, the places you'll go. Probably not very plot heavy. I would love a Green Eggs and Ham movie. Green Eggs and Ham would be good. Also, no plot, but... You know what would be a real challenge? One fish, two fish, red fish... Maybe it's a challenge just to say it. Yeah. One fish, two fish. Red R- fish. Red fish. Blue, Blue fish. fish. We made it through it together. We did this. <laughs> um... But I, the full title would be Dr. Seuss's One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. Man, that's hard. That's not going to be fun to say. But the marketing is On, The, the marketing's rough. Well, the marketing, well. Putting pay, Dr. Seuss's name on it. You're coming out with that movie. People are going to see it. It's going to stand out. Yeah. I, maybe they would call it something fun, just, just like a shortened form of like quantity of fish, color of fish. That's not, it's not shorter to say, but it is easier. This is the very realistic, scientifically <laughs> accurate Dr. Seuss book. Dr. Seuss's Quantity of Fish, Color of Fish. <laughs> Coming to theaters soon. How would we do like an actual dark gritty? Well, dark is easy to do with Dr. Seuss. You just yes. turn the colors down and the tone and it's really... It's like it's like all those articles you see online. Maybe you don't. Maybe not on the corner of internet that you you frequent. But in mine, I get ads all the time for like check out these hyper realistic Pokemon. And they're not hyper realistic. They're just very gross looking. They're just monsters. It's like why did you make them gross anyway? That's that's what I imagine when you say dark gritty one fish two fish red fish blue fish. Yeah, it's just like we put some gross shading on it, <laughs> and its eyes are crooked. It's got. Blood veins bulging out of its yeah. arms. Yeah, it, we gave it weird hair spots. It's yeah. hyper realistic. No, fish, it's not. fish don't have hair. Um, they could have hair. 
do we want to go on this Dr. Seuss route? Because if so, I want to find a different book than One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, because I don't want to keep saying it. Let me tell you my studio demand. Okay. Because I feel like this actually lends itself well to Dr. Seuss. Okay. I want a Thanksgiving monster. Whoa. Because we, we have Halloween season. And, and we even have a Christmas monster now. Yeah, we have the Krampus. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't want to say he just started existing, but he's just brought into our mainstream culture. Yes. Um, Thanksgiving and Halloween, they share a border. I think we can bring the wall down. Yeah. We can make this gray zone and have a Thanksgiving monster. I can see a perfectly scary turkey monster running around and throwing stuffing at people and spraying them with acid from its turkey base. I, I do Dur- want to give you an update. There turkey is a baster. book. Baster, I believe. Baster. I, th- I don't think you bast the turkey. I think you based it. I think you based it. Um, there is a book here called The Thanksgiving Monster, uh, and it's featuring Kermit the Frog. Interesting. <laughs> Which is an interesting twist. It's a colorful lift the flap story. A monster steals the wonderful dinner that Kermit has prepared for a Thanksgiving celebration with his friends. But the holiday is not ruined because Kermit and his guests have plenty to be thankful for. I don't know why that exists. Now, is he an actual monster or is he a Muppet in a cape and just committing Uh, crimes? I mean, it could be Cookie Monster. Those are not not entirely separate universes. No, Um, that is true. There is a picture of the monster in the background on the cover. So not exactly... uh, High suspense. You kind of can see the monster from the very cover, but uh, here's what he looks like. He does just kind of look like a big the Cookie Monster. He looks like Gromis from McDonald's. Gromis, yes, like like Wallace and Gromis, <laughs> like Gromis the big purple gumdrop monster you from mean, you McDonald's. Mean, you mean Grimace? That one, yeah, yes. he does look like Grimace. <laughs> uh, is Grimace the Thanksgiving monster? I think he definitely is. I think it fits. He's food themed already. I think this works into a. We explored this idea a little bit last time with Travis on our episode. Halloween Town, as in the Jack Skellington Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween Town, right, could extend into multiple Halloween Town universes. Yes, not unlike Into the Spider Verse. Okay, uh, okay. I like this angle. I kind of like this idea that the Grinch and Jack Skellington and the Muppets, all these like cartoon puppet areas, they're all in the same realm. Okay. And there's this new monster and he's framing Grimace because he looks like Grimace, but okay. he's the Thanksgiving monster. Okay. Because we do not want to besmirch the name of Grimace. Yes. Because McDonald's will come after us. Yes. Um, I kind of have like this Wreck-It Ralph vibe in my mind. I was thinking the same thing. Because we've talked about like all of the good leaders of the holidays going to war. That was our war before Christmas. Yes. We haven't talked about like Oogie Boogie is the bad guy of Halloween Town. Yes. Right? Who's the bad guy of Christmas? Krampus. Who's the bad guy of Thanksgiving? The turkey monster. Well, yeah, I guess. Or Christopher Columbus. Or Christopher Columbus. <laughs> That's how we make it dark and gritty. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hyper-realistic version. <laughs> Look, we shaded. We shaded Christopher Columbus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we put some weird veins on him. Okay. Um, but here, here's my thought. What if we get an all-star team? Because Grinch, we haven't explored what happens after he becomes all gun-ho for Christmas. Right, when his heart grows three sizes that day. He's got a. Per- I want to see a Grinch Jack Skellington team up. Whoa! Because they're coming from different worlds, but they're very similar. 
in that Grinch was trying to resist Christmas. Yeah. Jack Skellington was trying to embrace Christmas. Yes, that's what similar means. (laughs) The parallel. No, I get it. Yes. They're tangential. Yes. They both overdid it. Yes. And then they came back better people. Okay. They could understand each other. Yeah. And they can take down the Thanksgiving monster. So do you think Grinch... So by the end of both both of their movies, they're quite cheery, right? They're, yeah. They're both pretty like happy and good where they are, and they like Christmas. How do we push them to like to go at it again? Right? I, like I, I think they're stable. Like they're not the ones who are needing the big character. Arc. Oh, okay. I think it comes down to Thanksgiving and finding Thanksgiving's identity Got beyond it. just being food. And remembering the true reason for the holiday, which is to be grateful despite your messed up family. Yeah. Um, and I do like this this plot twist that Christopher Columbus is actually the Thanksgiving monster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think we I, we 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 don't need to highly fictionalize him to make him a bad dude. Yeah. But we will because we don't want to get too controversial. We'll yes. We, it will be a a zom- What if it's a zombie? A zombie, Christopher Columbus. Nah, what if what if he's a a uh, what if he is made of fall leaves? He's like the Sandman, but with fall leaves. Ooh, I kind of like that. Isn't that a cool image? That is a creepy image. Yeah, it makes you and never it fits want the season. It makes you never want to jump into a pile of leaves again. And he's got a tricorner hat, and he's got cornucopias for for shoes. Yes, and that is a great image. He's uh, ten feet tall. Mm-hmm. But he can change shape, so he could be whatever size he wants. I think when you brush aside some of the leaves, he is stuffing. Literal stuffing. Like chunks of bread, yes. you're saying. Okay. So that's sort of his core. That's sort of yeah. the, the bugs of Oogie Boogie. Yes. And I think... Man, that like fits really well. I think Oogie Boogie makes a cameo. Yeah. What if he's just all leftovers? Not just stuffing. Primarily stuffing because that works better. Yes, but I think I think there's some cranberry that's the sauce glue in there that mashes it all. Yeah, together. okay, like mashed potatoes. Is this our first like like original creation character? Like we've made characters and said like, oh, he's this guy and he has this name. This is our first like visual thing. I and that I'm we, I think we've it. created. Yeah. It's a great scary monster. Like I would be legitimately terrified to see it because he can slip in under your door. You know, he can go wherever with those leaves. Yeah. Well, and I think that fits. I I love this visual style that we have. He definitely needs to be a Muppet because the Grinch yes. is going to be cartoon animation. Jack Skellington is going to be his uh, a stop motion animation. Okay, and so it's these three animation styles. It's going to take a lot of work to pull that off. Yeah, but I think that would be visually all on, on on the backdrop of of real camera footage yes. you're saying like um lion king style or whatever yeah for the new lion king okay works for me so we have hold on we have we have cgi animation for the grinch yes are we keeping benedict cumberbatch you know what? let's bring him back okay because he did a great job <laughs> <laughs> which we know he will voice it well yeah regardless of the movie um we've got stop motion animation with uh jack skellington and you're saying 2d animation for I'm the Thanksgiving saying, monster? I'm saying Muppet. Oh, Muppet. That's right. I, yeah. I, it was 
trying to figure out what uh, was left. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. So are the backdrops... No, I, st- I think we keep the backdrops like real settings, not a Muppet stage yes. situation. Because I do want that. I think that makes it more interesting. It makes it scarier too. Yeah. Right? If it's just like, oh, look, it's a it's a backdrop and then a, a two foot tall brick wall that everyone is standing behind. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll go full out. Now I have a suggestion. We made a Thanksgiving monster. I think we need to make a Thanksgiving protagonist. Yes. I think we change up the story, and this guy sees that this leaf monster, who is revealed as Christopher Columbus, is destroying Thanksgiving. And think everyone in Thanksgiving town is just like in a food coma, yeah. or they're out playing football. They're not really taking it all that seriously. Um, so he has to recruit two people who are... Big heroes of their respective holidays, big, which is Jack Six. Oh, <laughs> we get Baymax in there. Baymax is all up in that biz. So he reaches out to Jack Skellington and the Grinch. Now they're pretty stable, but they're coming from different views, and so they teach him life lessons along the way. And their personal ideologies conflict a little, but they learn to yeah. compromise. So they're they're coming to coach who? Christopher Columbus? No, the, the Our... protagonist, whoever it is untitled okay. Thanksgiving protagonist. Okay, perfect. We need to invent after we set up a studio demand. Okay, perfect. So we're going to do a real studio demand in addition to your fake invalid studio demand that we did anyway. Yes. Okay. This is okay. Okay, this is the one I was hoping that it would land on. <laughs> Okay, uh, this is from Jason. Uh, thank you, Jason. Fight scenes are too violent. All interpersonal conflict is to be replaced with an alternative resolution system. I think we're already kind of leaning that way, yeah. right? Because we are we're in the Muppet Nightmare Before Christmas realm. But what is the system? What is like a good like? What if it's a harvest competition? Yeah. What if there's like a we got to bring in the. We got to bring in the wheat and we got to bring in Someone, the, the corn. Someone's got to turn it into the best Thanksgiving meal ever. Yeah. Because they know that. What if What if it's kind of a bug's life situation where Christopher Columbus is just coming to eat everything? Yes. They're like, we got to have enough food for him or he's going to eat us. Don't mind me as I come and reap what you are sowing. Yeah, exactly. So they, at first, the plan is just, we got to work together to bring in the best harvest ever. We're going to do great. Yes. But then, yeah, I'm really just going Bugs Life. Something bad happens. The clumsy protagonist. Is it too Bugs Life? Because I do just keep thinking, like, something goes wrong with that. And it's like, oh, now we have to make a stand. Look, the Bugs Life was ripped off. Or, yeah, it has ripped off Seven Samurai, which is the root of basically 30% of all movies. It's not capable of ripping off Seven Samurai. That's what it's for. That's why it's there. For us to take ideas from it. (laughs) Um... So yeah, it, it's a it's its own version of Seven Samurai. Yeah, except in this time, it's two holiday heroes. Is it Seven Samurai? Seventh Samurai? The Seven Samurai. Okay, the Seven Samurai. Okay, so we've got our our plot structure is basically. It starts out there. You you think the lesson is going to be okay? We just need to work together. Yes, because that seems like an easy lesson, but the real lesson is. You've got to stand up for yourself and also be grateful. Yes. I think by the... Oh, what if, it, what if it all goes wrong, right? Just like yeah. we, just like we learned from the book, The Thanksgiving Monster, 
Kermit got his food stolen by the Thanksgiving monster, and but they learned that as long as they were grateful, the holiday was saved. They're, they're still going to turn out all right. They have some scraps. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah. You should stand up for yourself. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes life just sucks. I don't think the Thanksgiving monster gets it, though. I think the food is, is ruined some other way, or it like is taken to another dimension, something. No one gets the food. What and if, they all learn to be grateful. What if he inadvertently destroys a huge portion of it? Okay, so he, we take he's like... He's learned uh, his lesson, and he's trying to return the food, but he screws up royally, and it gets burned up or whatever. And so the rest of the team in Thanksgiving Town is trying to figure out a way to distribute it evenly. And everyone's whiny, and there's this big riot going on. And then there's some little kid who just steps up onto the podium of the town hall and says, You know what? We're Thanksgiving (laughs) Town. This isn't what we're all about. Like a Cindy Lou Who, you're saying? Yes. Okay. Uh, A Mindy thing. Are they Who's? No, they're not a who, because that's Christmas. Well, and because the the Grinch, they exist the rest of the year, though. As you as you would know if you'd seen Horton Hears a Who. I did not see that. You didn't hear I a who? I didn't see that one flick. And so this is where you're the expert on this. You bring in the well, extra knowledge. What if, what if the Grinch brings some who's with him? Jack Skellington brings some of his Halloween crew with him. And they come and meet. So then we have... Who are the people... Who are like the... Regular denizens of Thanksgiving. They're Town. Muppets because that's they're just Muppets. They're, okay, yeah, they're not necessarily the Muppets. Like Kermit, they're not they're not the Muppets, and they're not the Sesame Street characters. No, but that's that's how they're they are puppet that's how they're creatures. Animated. Okay, are they like Poppy? Is the name of the little girl in this? I believe Poppy is one of the characters from Troll. Zzz. Trolls, and uh, I feel like we're already kind of in that territory, and we don't want to. Yeah, let's. We don't want to step into. What about Branch? Branch. Just kidding. That's the other character from Trolls. Um, How about Cran? Short for Berry. For short for Cranberry. Is it just Cranberry? It could be, but I do think there needs to be a Cranma in this. Cranma. So it's Cranberry, but her grandma is Cranma. Yes. Cranmon Cranpa, and the Krampus. Yes. Is related. As well. Yes. But distantly, and he's not in the movie. But maybe they make a fun joke about, oh, Uncle, Uncle Krampus. Yes. Yeah. He, he might come. Watch out for him. Yeah, Uncle Krampus. So Cranberry, Cran. Got Cran here. Cran sounds like a name almost. It's like Fran. Yeah. We haven't decided a Thanksgiving hero, have we? No, but maybe it's Cran. It's Cran. I think That's, it's Cran. I put my stamp of approval on that. Yeah. And Cran maybe... the Muppet. Thanksgiving hero. And maybe we can make a fun joke about how she likes to color. Because people mispronounce crayon like crayon. <laughs> but she's yeah, grateful. Is, she's grateful for color. That is definitely a local thing. <laughs> but but she definitely pronounce it she pronounces it crayon. Like a normal like a mo- reasonable person. Yes, would. Exactly. Yes. But she does love to color. Oh, she's all about the color. How, is she like Thanksgiving is, she four, is a very five? colorful holiday? Oh, Okay, what if her initial quest is like, I am out of those beautiful gold and red and brown colors that I love so much uh, out of my 64-pack of crayons. My crayons, she says. My Crayola crayons. Crayola crayons. And she goes off on a quest to find some new ones. And that's sort of 
her like initial kind of wander off, get into the action. Because how else does a little kid get involved? She gets lost in the woods. Lost in the woods is a good And she sees a box of crayons. And there's this leaf hand that reaches out and goes, do you want these Crayola crayons? Oh, and he has the exact voice of the monster from Over the Garden Wall. Which is? Uh, voiced by Christopher uh, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. No, Christopher Lloyd is the woodsman. <laughs> Never mind. It's not Christopher Lloyd. But it, maybe it is. Crane, do you want these Crayolas? <laughs> yep. Okay, you just Come convinced me. me. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd is now the bad so guy. So we could go back Wait, to the future. So Christopher Lloyd is the Thanksgiving monster. Yes. That's the post. He is Christopher, Christopher Columbus. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it it's is pretty, pretty good, good casting. Yeah. Especially as a voice. Is he, how are we animating him? Is he animated like a Muppet? Yes, he's a Muppet. I think he... No. Maybe we do the Oogie Boogie effect. Like when he dies, you see him in a different light and he's animated differently. Yes. And you yes. see the, his innards as like I think puppet. When he has his leaves, he's Muppet. When his leaves are off and he is the the leftover monster yeah he is motion capture because i really want to see the background pictures of christopher lloyd in motion capture (laughs) yeah we haven't had that yet no we haven't um it's something i'm missing dearly so cgi so he's never a muppet he's i think he has to go through all three maybe he learns how to puppet here oh what if he has an, an army of puppets Maybe they're defectors from the regular denizens of Halloween of Thanksgiving Town. Okay. And they are these puppets. And the Muppets aren't actually puppets in this world, right? The Muppets are no, free they, moving. They, they have Yeah, they don't I meant like they're fuzzy. I, I think and, it would be a cool idea to have Christopher Lloyd behind the scenes puppeting his own puppet. Oh, okay, that's fine. But he can also be a puppet master monster. I'm not opposed I to I think that. that's also good. Have we done a Puppet Master Monster? We did on the Frozone story. Yes. Uh, but we'll do it again. It's fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good idea. And um, all we are about is taking good ideas and making them worse. So Yeah. I think you could get into some heavy American politics there. This idea of this very American hero, presumably, from yeah. our historical perspective, yeah. comes in. He is a Puppet Master. He is brainwashing people into saying, hey, this is the right way. And then realizing, you know what? We should be grateful for the fact that we have this great land where we can learn about a lot of people's different cultures and their beliefs and share that with each other. And we don't need to be overly capitalistic Yeah, and eat all the food. And who is saying this? <laughs> this is Christopher Lloyd. Oh, this is his, his initial form. So I think No, this is his, his arc. When he's oh, learning. by the end. By the oh, okay. End. Does he ha- I think he needs a third form then. He needs Leaf Monster... Leftover monster and like his neutral good form. Golden smoked turkey. He is a turkey. Yes. He just comes he out. He was a silly turkey this whole he time. He was a turkey all along and that's very fun. Yes. Um, but he's coated in, in stuffing when he's the stuffing monster. Yes. Okay. And he can fly. I love this. And uh, it's a very fun monster. It's a good one. And Christopher Lloyd is a good pick. And I think we talked about casting him in the Christopher movie but then forgot. Oh, we definitely did. So he wasn't this is, there. This is uh, this is his redemption. His silver screen redemption here on the silver screen redemption. We redeemed the career of Christopher Lloyd and from the movie. We forgot to put him in. Yeah, we called him up, <laughs> signed the contract, and then we just didn't hang up. But we went and did other stuff. And on the other hand, you just hear "Hello, when should oh. I come?" It's he, a Chris movie. I'm a Chris. He was very excited and he was very sad Hello. when we when he when he walked by the theater and uh, and it was there and he's like that was the movie I was going to be in. 
He actually saw his name on the poster, but there's no picture of him. Yeah. It's very sad. He's very sad. He's like, I don't remember recording that movie. Poor Christopher Lloyd. That, that, that's kind of a sad joke, because I think he has Alzheimer's. Does he? That's, yeah. That is sad. He's going to be in this really one, dark. though. He's going to be in this one, though. Yeah. And we'll, I'm willing he'll to really work shine. with him. He'll really shine. He really will. He is a treasure. I want people to know that just because someone has Alzheimer's doesn't mean they should be forgotten. Yeah. Even if they forget you. Yeah. We can do some creative editing, too. Yes. I think it'd be a fun creative challenge to just pick sound clips from his previous works. Okay. To sort of touch up any parts that we're not able to get. Yeah. That'd be fun. Sort of a... So that maybe just to be safe, we name a character Marty. Yeah. Um, that That's Cran's nickname. For some reason. Well, maybe, what if, maybe it's Cran's brother or something. Cran's brother, Marty. Marty Berry. And for some reason, the the leaf monster is obsessed with Cran's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Marty! <laughs> I'm Cran. Marty's not here. Like, Marty's not in any scene. Yeah, Marty! <laughs> until they're facing the leaf monster. Yes. And I actually like Marty Berry being kind of a Samwise character. Yeah. Sort of the support character that everyone loves. And... The only way to make a Gandalf character even better is to make him green and to make him a skeleton yeah. and split him into two different characters. Yeah. Who is, uh, who's going to play Marty Berry? We haven't, we also haven't cast Cran. Well, that's a good question. Um, let's just do Sean Austin. Yeah. yeah. For, for Marty. Is that how you pronounce it? I always said Sean Astin, but I don't know. Oh, I, it's absolutely Sean Astin. Okay. I just don't know how to say things. Correctly. I've heard Austin enough times that I've wondered. No, it's definitely Aston. Sean Aston. Sean Aston is, is Marty Berry. Marty Berry. And I'm going to say, I think Ellie Kemper would be a fun cran. She would be a fun cran. Do we? Eh, we don't need to make her older. She can, she can still be. Because I was thinking she's very little if she's very into coloring and yeah. getting lost in the woods. Uh, I. I think everyone's a little more childish at heart. I, I think so. And I mean, Justin Timberlake is playing these these little yes. trolls and stuff. Yes. So I was going to say Anna Kendricks, but we were creeping too closely to trolls territory. Yes. There. Uh, Ellie Kemper is definitely a great pick. What else do we need, Brian? Uh, Danny Elfman is, uh, as, as Jack, Jack Skellington. Skellington. Uh, maybe he only sings cause, so we don't have to get a second voice. Because I'm pretty sure he has a different actor be- who is his speaking voice. And I don't know who the actor is. So. I want to progress his career. This Who? late in his life, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, yeah. I think his voice acting career should get a kickstart. Yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah. Um, so he gets to do that. And then uh, the Grinch is Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. And I think we cast it. Do we have uh, some kind of equivalent of the mayor? There's a mayor in in the Grinch, and there's also a mayor in Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, I think def- we did a Thanksgiving mayor. Yes. And I definitely think he has like some sort of pilgrim outfit, which is kind of what the mayor of Halloween Town looks like. Maybe we go Native American then. Oh, I like and that. And he's the mayor. I do like that. Um, and he, I don't know if we even need to plan anymore about that. It's just he is, and he's great. Yeah, and he's very supportive of Cran. Maybe he's the one that discovers Cran is missing. What I feel like maybe, maybe also I think it's a she, the mayor. Sure. Yeah. Because I kind of have this, like, Sacagawea image. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a very fictionalized version of Sacagawea. I, I kind of like that. I want okay. that. And she's on all their gold coin. So, we're going to be frank with you. 
We don't know any Native American actresses off the top of our head, so we had to look some up. And the reason we don't know any is because there's not that many, and I think that's a real shame. It is. Um, so we're going to hold open auditions. Um, our, here's what we'll do for now. I suggest Vivica Fox can fill this role. I think she's a talented actress. Okay. But I think we should bring in a new, young... And I know on this show, we usually just go for stars because we're lazy and <laughs> we don't actually care about finding talent. We just want to make our movies good. But in this case, I think it's very important to say that it is important that we get more diversity. And so we're going to hold open auditions for this role. That is your serious moment with the Silver Screen Redemption. Yes. But as a backup, we have Vivica A. Fox. As a backup, we have or, Vivica or a. Ju- Fox. Or Julia Jones is also a good pick. She's on Westworld. And cool. she was in Twilight. Is this uh, is this movie done? I think so. I think we did it. Danny Elfman's going to do some great new music for it. And we're set. Yeah. Directed by? Directed by? Because we've, we've got a few directions we could go. We could go Henry Selleck. We could go, I mean, Wes Anderson. It's a fall movie. I, I feel like we've done a lot of Wes Anderson. We recently. have. We always have. We constantly are, and we never stop. Because we're super wise, um, as we just told you. And um, we can't do Chris Columbus, because that's a little too <laughs> on the nose, and I think we've already used that <laughs> we card. Have. I wasn't actually suggesting it. Um, what if we go... Who was that first name you suggested? Uh, Henry Selleck. That's Nightmare Before Christmas guy. Um, which I did just learn a fun fact from Henry Selleck this week. He originally put a scene in Nightmare Before Christmas that he really regrets taking out. There, There's a scene at the end where the vampires are playing hockey. And the shot is them, one of them taking a shot and the puck flies like towards the camera, right? Yes. Originally, the puck was Tim Burton's head. And they thought that was really funny, but then they thought Tim Burton would hate it. And so they took it out and they never even asked him, but he definitely would have loved it. Right? Tim Burton. He would have loved that. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I'm very sad that scene's not in the movie. I think we give Henry Selleck another chance to do that scene. Tim Burton's head is going to be in it. Hockey's like a Thanksgiving sport. Sure. Well, Well, maybe they use it for a football game. Football's definitely more of a Thanksgiving sport. They have some fun football yeah, action. Halloween Town is learning to play football, and we pick up uh, in media res, and Jack Skellington is throwing a Tim Burton head for a touchdown. Perfect. That's the opening scene. For the win. For the win. The Pumpkin King. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. I think we go ahead and wrap this up, Brian. Okay. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at The Silver Screen Redemption, on Twitter at Screen Redeem, or on Instagram at the Silver Screen Redemption, uh, or just go to silverscreenpod.com and we've got all our information there. You can see our cool movie posters. I've had a lot of people tell me that they hey, didn't even know we did movie posters. So go check those out. I, they're fun. They're very fun and they're very badly photoshopped by me. So uh, check those out. They're on the website. They're usually on our Facebook and Instagram. I'll be better at posting those. Um, anything else we need to announce? Probably not. I think that's good. Um, follow us also on instagram for the sheba stone sheba network that's right at the stone sheba um i think that's good what's your name i'm brian perry i'm houston bodley and whether or not they need redemption we'll be there
many similarities to actual persons, living or dead is purely coincidental.